0: What is the thing in your life that prevents you from following Jesus, that prevents you from enjoying the benefits of following Jesus? That is what this particular passage is about in Mark, and in particular, how money and wealth can completely disrupt our faith and our ability to follow Jesus. Do we follow Jesus or do we follow money? Is money in charge of my life or is Jesus In this particular passage, we have two parallel sections that illustrate the same point, but with opposites. On the one hand, we have children and their simple, humble faith. And Jesus says that to such belong the kingdom of God. And he uses them as an example to us. Look at verse 15. It says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And then Mark shows what Jesus did for these children in verse 16. He says and he took them in his arms and he blessed them, laying his hands on them. I want that for my life. I want Jesus to take me in his arms, to comfort me, to bless me. I want Jesus to lay his hands on my life. But Jesus says we cannot receive the kingdom of God unless we receive it like a child. Now, children are not perfect. Anyone who has is a parent knows that and they learn that very quickly. But what does that that mean exactly? What is it about children that that Jesus wants us to emulate to copy? And that's where he goes next in this passage. Uh, he has this really sad encounter with this rich man. in the next section, Jesus shows us what it looks like to receive the kingdom of child of God like a child, but he's going to use a negative example. In other words, it's like uh, What does it mean to have the faith like a child? Mark says, let me show you what it's not like. So let's go ahead and walk through the rest of the passage. I'm starting at verse 17. It says, and he was setting out on his journey. A man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, good teacher. Note that he doesn't refer to Jesus as the Messiah or as the Christ. He's calling him a good teacher. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. And This begins to give us a clue of where Jesus is taking this man. Now, Jesus is not uh, saying that he is not God. He's not saying that he is not righteous. He's challenging this man's presuppositions about Jesus's identity, but also his presuppositions about how anybody can be good because we know that no man is righteous. No person lives up to the holy good standard of God. Verse 19, he says, you know the commandments. This is Jesus. Let's walk back through them: Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to them, teacher all these i've kept for my youth it's like yeah right buddy i mean this this guy really believes that he has followed all these things perfectly in his life i mean sure some people haven't murdered some people haven't committed adultery but all of us have hated all of us as adults have have lusted after people i mean it's like come on you've never told a lie you've never defrauded you've never dishonored your parents Give me a break. This guy had set for himself a standard of righteousness that was so much lower than what God really has for all people. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him. And I just, that is so amazing because just look at the love that Jesus has for the self righteous, uh, 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 a man who's just living by his own power kind of guy. Jesus has compassion and loves him is that, you know, which should encourage us that any time that we are feeling self-righteous or living in our own strength or power, unlike a child that Jesus looks at us and loves us. And Jesus said to him, you lack one thing. Go sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions now i want to be clear that jesus is not saying that in order to follow him we all have to do this jesus is challenging him on one of the other commandments that's left out one of the early commandments you shall have no other god before me you see the truth is that we cannot follow money and follow jesus so Jesus hits this guy right where he's worshiping because this man is consumed and he is possessed by his possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. That is a big statement. And I remember I've, I've been to a couple of third world countries in my life and, and seen the way people live in in poverty within third world countries and it's really shocking It's for somebody like me who's grown up in in really great comfort um and it's shocking and it's 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 really hard to fathom and then i've been to a couple of orphanages in third world countries and it's so hard to imagine not only being in a third world country and being so impoverished but also being a child without parents and i can remember being at one orphanage where i was just so shocked by the the way that people were living. I just was not used to it being for the United States of America. But every night, the children in this orphanage would organize on their own, without adult leadership, a time of worship and prayer that absolutely blew me away. I've never seen any American worship like that, pray like that. But that's what these kids did every single day. These kids were encountering and experiencing God in a way that I think kids, especially in Loudoun County, perhaps don't get to experience. You know, when we see children living in poverty like that, we ask big questions like, why does God allow that kind of thing? Why does he allow these kids to be born into a place like that? But maybe the better question for us to ask based on this passage is why does God let kids be born in Loudoun County if this is true? He goes on and the disciples were amazed at his words because they're thinking, man, I thought rich people were the ones that mattered. They're the ones that that were the most uh, blessed and most following Jesus. But Jesus said to them again, children, note that he says children because I think he's calling our attention back to what he said about children in the previous passage, but he's calling his disciples children. How difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God and note that well because He's now dropped the wealth part and he's talking about all people. And Jesus says it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Where are we self-dependent? A rich person has it all together. They've got everything they need. There is no reason for them to depend and trust in Jesus. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, then who can be saved? It's a great question. Jesus looked at them and said, with man it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. In other words, God is the miracle worker that allows even rich kids like myself to experience and know God. And Peter began to say to him, see, we have left everything and followed you. He's excited because remember what happened? Jesus called his disciples. They dropped their nets. They left their boats and just followed Jesus. Is that possible for you and I Are the things that are holding you back that you just need to drop in order to follow Jesus? And Jesus said, truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel will not receive a hundredfold now in this time. Note that well. He's saying there isn't just eternal benefits to following Jesus. There are significant benefits to following him today. Do we believe that? Do we have the childlike faith that says, okay, Jesus said it. I believe it. I don't need to ask questions. I don't know. I just, okay, that's what I, That's what I believe. He says, hundredfold now at this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions. Okay, so it's not pain-free. And in the age to come, eternal life. In other words, not just benefit in the future, but benefit today. But, and then he ends it with, But many who are first will be last and the last first. Guys, the way that children follow, the way that children interact with adults, they don't care who the adult is. They have just built in innate respect for adults. Um, As you know, the older we get, the less respect we have for more people in our lives. We become more and more hardened and prideful about who we are and what we can do. Am I humble enough to believe Jesus like a child? Am I humble enough to believe that when I follow him, I will receive a hundredfold even in this life that I can deny my, uh, what I want and, and, and to follow him and, and to give up and sacrifice for the gospel and for his sake. Do I believe that? Am I willing to give up anything and everything to follow him? Brothers and sisters, if, if, if there is something that's holding us back, then we are not going to experience all that Jesus has for us and all that he's going to open up for us. Think about how a child has so few possessions. They're they're important to the child. But they can walk away from those possessions and in the very next day get the same number of possessions that they had. You know, I don't know, my, my kids own maybe $50 worth of things that belong to them truly. How easy would it be for them to just walk away from that? You know, I think about all that I possess. And if Jesus were to call me to leave it, could I do that? Would I think, oh, I got to deal with this? Who, what am I going to do with the house? What am I do? You know, all these things. Am I encumbered by those things? Do they possess me or am I using them for his glory as a steward because it belongs to him, not to me? Is he the king? Is he the Lord? Am I following him? And am I receiving him as his hand on my life because of that? Brothers and sisters, let's let's ask ourselves very seriously, what is it that is holding me back from fully believing and following Jesus?